Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking the Cure, Hogan Lovell's Life Sciences and Healthcare Podcast, still the home office edition. I was so keen to get four employment experts on the pod today to discuss international return to work policies and a lot of employment questions around vaccines. So thank you for taking the time, Eckhart Schwarz, Jeremy Millar, Stefan Martin and Zachary Siegel. So without further ado, I'm trying to keep the entry short, let's sit down and talk the cure. Thanks everyone for joining. We have quite a huge lineup today with four people. Before we dive into the topic itself, I want you all to introduce yourself really quick. Eckhart, if you can start. Yeah, thanks uh, very much, Julius. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Eckhard Schwarz. I'm a German employment lawyer, and I'm uh, working in the Hamburg office of uh, Hogan Lovells. I have something like 27 years of experience in employment work, and I have uh, something like 16 months experience in pandemic, as everybody else uh, <laughs> these days. And uh, we have actually a lot of cases um, uh, where employers require assistance with respect to any implications from statutory or whatever else with respect to pandemic. Moving over to Thierry. Yes, hello everyone. I am Thierry Meyer, a partner uh, in the employment department uh, of Hogan Lovell in Paris. So I am specialized in French labor law and I have been doing so for 26 years. So I'm almost as much as Eckhart. And of course, we have been widely consulted by our clients over the last year regarding the various implications of the COVID-19 crisis on companies and regarding employment law. So, and moving over to the UK, Stefan. Julius, good afternoon. Um, Stefan Martin. I have a connection with Hamburg, being born there, but I'm a UK uh, employment lawyer and uh, been advising clients for, believe it or not, longer than, than Eckert. I won't say quite quite how long. Uh, and the last year has been very challenging, helping clients with some of their COVID-related issues now moving on to the sort of return to work phase and vaccination. So very topical for the, this afternoon's discussion. And the man who made it all happen, because I caught him off guard. <laughs> I pulled everybody else in. <laughs> Zach. Hey everybody, uh, Zach Siegel. I'm the U.S. employment lawyer and by far the most junior person on this call. Decades of experience in the employment sphere. I am equally as experienced in the pandemic space since we've all been living and breathing this for the past 16 months or so. So I, I sit in the Philadelphia office, but my team in the, in the U.S. spans in D.C., New York, and, and California. Thank you very much. And going another round is there is so much going on in every of your jurisdictions. Um, can we just have a quick recap on the developments, what's going on right now? I think this, uh, this block is called return to work. And actually in Germany, uh, we have a different uh, tendency for the time being. Last week, we got a new piece of legislation uh, under which the obligation to work in home office has been even reinforced. So we are not returning to the office. We are retiring from the office. We are actually returning to home offices. This is uh, the, the latest and strongest development in Germany. That remains the case in the UK as well, um, Eckert, although I think we're in a more positive phase here with the reopening proceeding in four steps, uh, two of which have been completed. And, and by 
the 21st of June, all things continuing in the same direction, we, we should be completely open for for business with no restrictions um, at all and, and, and able to go back to the to the office. Though at the, the moment, the, the government guidance remains work from home if you can. But I, I think in the UK, at least at present, things are moving in a much more positive direction. And uh, vaccination-wise, as I'm sure we'll come on to, uh, the vaccination program is, is pretty well advanced compared to most of the other jurisdictions represented this afternoon. I think the US being the, um, the exception. For, for France, perhaps, the, we, we are still under confinement and curfew, but the French government uh, is very carefully starting uh, the, the return to normal. And basically, the French president should make an announcement at the end of this week, the idea being apparently uh, that the confinement lockdown measures should uh, start to be eased down uh, until June. The idea being of a return to normal very progressively, let's say sometime between the, this coming summer and the end of October. At least that's the information we have uh, so far, but it's true that the vaccination started very, very slowly in France. I think it's not the only uh, EU country in which uh, this happened. Now it is it is going, I think, pretty well. We have 14 million uh, persons who have received at least one jab uh, among a population of 65 million, very pretty close to Britain's population. So it's moving, let's say, in a better way. But I think we still have some time ahead of us during which uh, things will be a bit uh, difficult. Yeah, and in the U.S., I, I suppose it's it's both more optimistic and pessimistic. As of, I believe, April 16th, every U.S. adult has been eligible to receive the vaccines. You know, everybody was getting was getting jabbed pretty early on. It seems that there are a lot of um, U.S. adults who have only received the first shot out of two and are declining to take the second shot. So while in the U.S. it's kind of a piecemeal approach, depending on the jurisdiction you're in, um, certain states like Texas have allowed all employees to work within the office with minimal restrictions, while where I sit in Philadelphia, offices remain closed. So we're hoping in the next couple of months, things will really open up. And as we hopefully gain herd immunity, people will return to the office. But it's, it's dependent on whether people choose to get vaccinated or not. And from my perspective, um, the whole return to work um, policy is directly connected regarding the vaccination and the whole process itself. So my question is there, can we provide as an employer um, a vaccination for my employees? And in the same way that we do, at least here in Germany, with like the flu shots? Well, uh, starting for Germany again, this is again Eckhart speaking, employers have not yet started in Germany. In Germany, you can uh, welcome it or, or, or you can not welcome it. But uh, in Germany, uh, everything is um, regulated by the state, by the public authorities. And for the time being, there have been only public uh, vaccination centers. And most recently, they have opened it for house doctors or so for a personal uh, physicians. Uh, and it is um, it has been announced that the doctors for companies uh, should be in a position to uh, assist employers uh, as of june that's that's the plan in germany and, and there's probably one significant difference uh, between germany and every other country here perhaps not france in 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 germany 
not everybody could uh, vaccinate uh, other persons. You must be a medical, a person of medical uh, experience. So regularly, we must be a medical doctor. We all envy the U.S. Zach when we see the television pictures of people in the supermarket or something like this, and then the supermarket guy <laughs> takes the vaccinations there, which is really unheard of in Germany and I guess in France too. Yes, I, I confirm. In in France, we we have the same the same constraint, uh, and um, in reality, the, the the vaccination canals are 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 quite limited, uh, and these are currently hospitals and uh, let's say doctors, uh, usual doctors, family doctors who who conduct these uh, this vaccination. Uh, we will talk certainly about the situation in, in companies, but in reality, employers as such do not have any particular right uh, to vaccinate uh, employees. The, the only, in the, let's say, in the employment world who can vaccin vaccinate are occupational health services. The role of the employer will be limited to a mere information of the employees of their right to go to the occupational health services to get vaccinated. I mean, same same story in the UK at the moment. There are no privately available vaccines. Uh, they're all publicly provided through the National Health Service in the UK. But I, 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 I don't see that changing. But that that I don't see as a big issue. That that's uh, the vaccination program is probably one of the, the things the UK has done best in dealing with the pandemic. There may not have been a huge number of other things that are big positives, but the vaccination program has been. And so the fact there are no privately available vaccines for employers to, to use is not really an issue in the UK. And in the US, I'm not sure if privately available vaccines are readily available for employers just yet. But what we have seen is that employers in the US are now deciding whether to implement a mandatory or a voluntary vaccination policy. So if they, you know, encourage your employees and potentially incentivize them a little bit to get the vaccine, potentially give them some paid time off or recovering of the vaccine and stuff like that. But if you, an employer actually wants to bring in a pharmacy or an urgent care or somebody to actually administer the shots, it's a bit more difficult because the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, um, would, would constitute the pre-vaccination questions as disability-related inquiries. So it's actually a lot easier for employers in the U.S. who are legally allowed to ask for whether uh, proof of vaccines from their employees just go out and allow the employee to receive it on their own rather than actually implementing it on their own. I like to pick on a on a on a, um, a statement from uh, Stefan uh, from the UK. Well, uh, while while we suffered more than the UK from a bad vaccination program in Germany, German employers are really keen on uh, getting to the driver's seat and uh, and uh, vaccinating their employees themselves for various reasons. And therefore, they need the the, um, the allowance uh, of the um, uh, company doctors who may also uh, uh, um, uh, give the vaccinations. The, the reasons are, are quite simple. First of all, in Germany, we have uh, up to now 25% of the uh, population uh, vaccinated at least one time. We and uh, we read this. Uh, we read this about the US. There, there is. Um, an unclear minority of, say, 30%, we do not know, of people who refuse vaccination. Now, the expectation uh, of the employers is 
these 30% are certainly bad 30% for for employee employers because they uh, endanger the production process and the, the the expectation is if you could vaccinate them on the job you would probably catch more of them and would not leave 30% of refusers behind you that's why that's why employers are, are, are really keen on on vaccinating people in, in in germany there are two also two other reasons one is we could um, very shortly touched on them one is we could uh, every day encounter new problems with respect to certain vaccine uh, stuff. We had it already with AstraZeneca, but there could be also other problems. And, and then we, you, stay, you, you stand again in, at point one. And the second thing is certainly, the, uh, help me with the word, Julius, mutations. Uh, the, muta uh, the mutations um, uh, may, may place everybody in the world um, for the situ in front of the situation that none of the well-known vaccinates uh, work, and then you 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 may be at point one again, and therefore it, employers are really keen on um, vaccinating their their employees themselves. The main question for me is: Can I, as an employer, even ask my employee if he was vaccinated, and what do I do? with that information very good question in france the answer is just no no <laughs> you can you can you can you can even in principle even the the guidelines say that if the employee decides to to get uh, vaccinated at the occupational uh, well local or company occupational health service uh, the employer should not be informed of that uh, meaning, meaning, meaning that the employer should not even know why the employee is leaving uh, the office to to get uh, to get vaccinated. Meaning that this, of course, answers all the subsequent questions. For instance, what do you do with the data? What do you do? Because you're not supposed to know that. You cannot take any type of action. Perhaps this will change. To be to be honest, uh, because we're talking about you know these passport, health passport or whatever. And the French government is is now thinking about making things, creating some type of constraints so that, you know, employees are enticed to, to get vaccinated. And uh, I think that that's a practical issue, but the French government feared that, that uh, M, uh, French employees and French people in general be very reluctant to get vaccinated because that was the type of tradition in France. And reality has proved the contrary. French people want to be vaccinated vaccinated actually and you have now more than 80 to 90 percent of the population who really wants to get to get uh, to get a job meaning meaning that probably this will conduct but i'm just again speculating here because that's not the case today but will conduct the french government to be to, to be a bit more pushy uh, regarding the the obligation for employees and then the information that uh, the employers could take in the context of return to work that's super interesting. In, in the U.S., employers, the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, basically said you can ask your employees whether they have been vaccinated or intend to be vaccinated. Now, you don't want to ask the follow-up questions, why don't you intend to be vaccinated or why haven't you been vaccinated? Because that might bring in disability-related inquiries, and, and that's a no-no under the ADA. But what we've been advising from the U.S. side is before employers are putting forward their return to work policies, whether to either mandate or encourage their employees to get vaccines, is to send a survey out to all their employees and receive anonymous you know, answers and tips from their employees to say, hey, yeah, I've been vaccinated or 
I intend to be vaccinated. And that way you can both kind of set a, a date of bringing employees back to the office. And you can decide if there's enough employees that either intend to or have already been vaccinated, that maybe you don't need to go forward with a mandatory vaccination policy. You can keep an encouragement and incentive-based policy. So that tool is what we found with our clients has been super useful, um, at least to inform how to craft return to work policies moving forward. Eckhart, any thoughts on asking the German employees if they have been vaccinated? In the absence of particular circumstances, uh, the situation is like in France. Uh, I would be happy um, if we um, uh, experience the same development in, in Germany uh, as you do in France, obviously, Thierry. We still fear that we will have a lot of people refusing vaccination, but we'll see. But what action can an employer take if an employee refuses to be vaccinated? And especially in that case when the employer is not uh, employee is not able to work remotely. And I think in the UK, whilst that could form the basis for disciplining an, an employee, I think very few employers in practice are going to do that. I think they'll look at some um, sort of softer means of trying to deal with that if they genuinely believe that a refusal to vaccinate is going to present um, a high risk of infecting others in the workplace, then they could try and require that employee to continue working from home. That, that said, I think that the likelihood is that the question won't even be asked in the first place and that the employers will be relying upon um, protocols or measures they put in place to make the, the workplace safe. And so I think that the issue is unlikely to arise in practice. If, if it did, then disciplining is um, a possibility, but I, I'd see other measures being used before before that, so uh, requiring people to work from home, for example. But Stefan, uh, just a brief remark: um, in, in Germany, there are uh, there's results of research that uh, only something like thirty percent of jobs could be done home. So this is really the 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 bureau view that you just said. There are a lot of production places, um, um, street workers, uh, bus conductors, uh, medical doctors, nurses, and whatsoever, and they cannot be simply sent home. True, but I think um, to, to adopt a policy of disciplining and, and possibly dismissing someone who refuses to be vaccinated is going to result in a, a very high number of claims. I, I would struggle to see how um, such a dismissal in most circumstances would be justified. And I, I certainly don't see any statistical evidence at the moment that would show that someone who's unvaccinated presents a high risk of infecting other people um, simply because they haven't been vaccinated. That's all interesting. In the U.S., it's it's a I feel like it's a bit more nuanced because we're dealing with 50 different states which have 50 different regimes, and so you have some states like New Jersey and California which have basically taken the EEOC guidance uh, and said, sure, you can mandate policies, and if an employee refuses to be vaccinated, and if the employer can say that their refusal to be vaccinated constitutes a, what's a, a direct threat. Uh, to the workplace, either to themselves or to other employees, then you can discipline them. But if they are not being vaccinated because of either religious or for disability-related reasons, you'll have to provide a reasonable accommodation. And what will be interesting is for the office workers, 
who have you know shown that they've been able to work remotely for a year for those that are claiming a religious or disability you know exemption from the vaccination requirement whether the employer can then say sorry it's we we can't provide the reasonable accommodation to you by continued remote work we need everybody in the office and here's the business reason why so you know it's there's there's more ability for us employee employers to um, mandate vaccinations and to discipline employees who are not uh, willing to get vaccinated. Um, but again, it's subject to religious and disability accommodations. And then you have other states on the other side, like Montana and Idaho, which are putting forward bills right now through their state law to basically say employers are not allowed to mandate vaccines and you can't terminate or otherwise discipline an employee for refusing to become vaccinated. Which is interesting to me, to be honest, as a private entity, I feel like I should decide as an employer if I want to take the risk, especially in a manufacturing job, for example. That's a very good point, Julius. And actually, I have been discussing those issues much more pragmatically with with one of my manufacturing clients. And that was at an, an earlier stage. And there was the question, if we, if I have a shift consisting of 25 guys, yeah, and there is uh, one not disclosing whether or not he um, is positive or not positive, he does not only endanger his 24 colleagues, but he also endangers the production process of the employer. And the, the advice in that case was, of course, a little bit uh, driven by the, by the objective. But the advice was, if this guy doesn't answer your question or is even caught red-handed you may send him home with no pay is that a slightly different issue though Eckert? you're talking about someone who is uh, testing positive for covid rather than someone who has just not been vaccinated i think the the situations are probably are very different i i wouldn't disagree that if if someone refuses to disclose their covid positive and attends the workplace then I think that would be pretty strong grounds for disciplinary action and possibly dismissal. That's an interesting point because it's true that in France too, the, the employer has rights if an employee tests positive to the, to the COVID, meaning that the rights the employer will have do not exist yet regarding vaccination and the fact that the employee will have been vaccinated. Again, I... I suspect that at some stage uh, there will be something done around that. But it's true that if the employee uh, has tested positive in France, the employer has, of course, the right to send him uh, back home. But he will have to keep paying him because that's uh, that, that's how it works here. And again, it can seem a bit strange that the, the French employers have no right at all regarding the vaccination status of the employee while they have, let's say, not extended, but real rights for employees who test positive. And I think that at some point, you know, they will need to, well, we will need to have some balance between the two because, again, vaccine, vaccination is also important because we, we all know that uh, it will facilitate the return to work. And uh, as you said, in the manufacturing, manufacturing industries to not, not to put a threat on, on production. Interesting, interesting points. Before I come to another interesting points regarding recruitment, but to encourage my employees to to get vaccinated, is there anything an employee can do? Over here in Germany, I read at least that there are chains of supermarket giving out kind of certificates and money to their employees if they get their shot. And I heard in the US something similar was done. 
So is this something in, in your jurisdictions can be done through the employees, uh, employees? So in the U.S., uh, employers generally are allowed to incentivize their employees to, you know, get vaccinated, whether through pay time off or through, you know, certain other incentives. What will be interesting, and the EEO's Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is, I believe, going to put out guidance on this, is if an employee requests a religious or disability accommodation, does the employer then have to provide, uh, to not be vaccinated, does the employer then have to provide that same incentive or opportunity to gain that incentive to those employees who are exempted from, you know, getting vaccinated? So you can, and I think the answer is if the incentives are going to be, you know, de minimis and low, the answer probably not. The risk is low, um, but the risk is still remains. So yes, you can incentivize with a little wrinkle. I'm really happy that you didn't just give me the "it depends" answer. <laughs> <laughs> which, which Julius, I could, I, I could have given you for Germany. It depends. Uh, <laughs> And it really depends. First of all, I think incentives in Germany are, as you read it in the newspaper, are possible too. And of course, pragmatically, many employers just give it a try. So that's whether or not it is legal or not legal. But it is probably illegal if you put a pressure on people a real pressure. And uh, second of all, the question arises how to prove it. If, for instance, an employee goes to his employer and says, yes, I'll, I'll made it, I want my incentive, and the employer pays out the incentive and then asks uh, retrospectively, could you please prove that you have been vaccinated? And he says, no, I don't want to prove that. Uh, Here is my badge on my arm. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> do, do, uh, could the employer then uh, then then ask him uh, retrieve uh, whatever incentive he has? A very very interesting question. But yeah, so it 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 will be difficult in Germany too. In France, the the employers cannot even target specific publics because for the time being, only fifty five plus. Uh, persons can be can be vaccinated. Well, you have the exceptions, of course, for people. Who are, uh, specific illnesses, uh, but in the information campaign, because the employer has only a right to inform employees of their right to uh, be vaccinated, in particular by occupational health services, but they cannot even focus on the employees who should vaccinate in the first place, meaning that, as you can imagine, in the incentives are completely out of the question. And th the consequence of this is that vaccination by occupational health services is really uh, the, the the smallest part in all the vaccination canals will have less today of 400,000 people who have been vaccinated by occupational health services uh, out of a total of 14 million. <laughs> so you can wow. see that it's not working, I mean, for the time being. But it's not very surprising considering the conditions, of course. I think for the UK, incentives are possible, but they're just simply not something that has been necessary because the evidence has been the take up on a voluntary basis has been extremely high amongst all um, age groups that have been um, provided with the vaccine. And, and you know, we're now down to or coming down to under 40s. So I think that the issue is not really a, um, a live one in the UK. Hmm, interesting. Since we are more likely coming up to to the end, I think a huge thing which will come up eventually is recruiting. So what can I do as an employer? And can I refuse to recruit somebody? And I potentially already know the answer, but I want to ask it anyways. 
who has not been vaccinated. Well, there have been in the UK a number of highly publicised situations where some employers have said, uh, said no jab, no job. Uh, and I think opinion is divided as to whether that does result in potential claims. Certainly, age discrimination possibly is, is a, a possibility, given that the rollout is age-based. And at the moment, if you're adopting that policy, then you'd be excluding a lot of younger people from applying for those jobs. That, that aside, I think the number of people or employers that are looking at that as a, a policy are, are very, very few. I don't see that as something that many people will be adopting. S certainly, if there are particular occupational requirements that would make vaccination necessary, then I think that could that could be justified, and you may see limited numbers of employers doing that. But but generally, I, I don't see that as something that is likely to be a uh, widely applied policy. Well, in Germany, we do not yet know whether we will have such success as you in the UK, Stefan. We may end up with 30 or 40 percent of people who do not want to get vaccinated, and they could, of course, endanger the the, the production process and the office process. So my answer to that rather theoretical question would be for in Germany. At first sight, I cannot see a problem to ask that question. Um, there may be particular circumstances, as uh, Zach uh, already emphasized for the U.S., perhaps a religion or so, there may be particular circumstances which uh, may justify lying or not answering that question. And in any event, if you are an employer having well-founded reason for such question, for instance, securing your production process, which would be endangered otherwise, I would go for that question. In France, the answer is clearly no, and can, we can be we can be shocking. Is that it also applies to, for instance, the medical sector? And uh, we we have a problem, a particular problem in France, is that the anti-vaccine people are mostly in the medical sector, which is a bit strange. But in particular, nurses are very reluctant to get vaccinated in France. The the, the proportion is I don't know five or ten times higher than in the general population. And this has been the case for a long time now in France. Uh, there are plenty of reasons, uh, apparently, but which are not, of course, uh, uh, let's say justified, but uh, there are explanations rather than reasons. And so to answer your question, even in those, let's say, uh, sensitive sectors, uh, it is not possible to check that at the time of recruitment or after. Yeah, and in the U.S., I, I think process-wise, you would want to make it clear that your policy is mandatory vaccinations, and you don't want to ask applicants the follow-up question is, why didn't you get vaccinated or something like that, because you don't want to ask any disability-related questions. But if you make it clear from the outset, I think you'd be pretty safe uh, in the event that, you know, you make it clear before you make an offer of employment, and then somebody says, I refuse to be vaccinated. There's that. It's, it's a bit easier in the U.S. The whole situation is surprising to me, and I'm playing kind of agent provocateur here, saying mm -hmm. if an airline can decide to get yeah. you on the plane, why can't an employer decide and ask for proof um, before he lets you into into his building? So that is a little bit strange to me. You're, you're absolutely right, because in reality, and I think that that's the truth 
certain in France and probably in other countries, people will certainly get vaccinated to be able to take a plane and go on vacation this summer rather than for employment considerations. And that's human nature, but that's the sad truth. But I think it is the truth. I'm not saying that everyone will do that, but I'm pretty sure that uh, being able to go to, to Spain or Italy or Greece will be uh, the best incentive to get vaccinated for people who are still reluctant. Cinema, bar, restaurant. Yeah. I, I agree with Thierry. I think that's a, that's a good point to close out this conversation. <laughs> Even when, when the employers can't do much, but the reality kind of will catch up with everyone and kind of drive them hopefully in the right direction. Thank you all for uh, taking the time today. It was super interesting. And obviously, if there are follow-up questions from the listeners, they can reach out to you. I'm going to reach out um, and I'm going to include your links in the description of um, the podcast. So guys, thank you for taking the time. And maybe we'll do like a follow-up episode in six months and see where we're at <laughs> and how the regulators catch up about the situation. Thank you very much. That's it for today. If you have further questions for our employment team, I'm going to link their bios in the description and a huge thank you for taking the time. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast so you're not missing out on any new upcoming episodes. Thank you for joining us. We are looking forward to have you back in about two weeks when we're talking The Cure.